0: Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean
1: casting nets, Fish Nerds, Fish Nerds, Fish Nerds, it's a podcast. Just for
2: the hell of
3: it! it Welcome to the Fish Nerds, a show about fish, fishing, and eating fish. I'm Clay Groves, Chief Executive Fish Nerd, Licensed Fishing Guide, your best friend, and it's December, and I'm here
4: with Santa Hippie. <laughs> hey, Clay, how you doing this morning? Santa Hippie here, <laughs> your tree-hugging redneck from eastern Kansas, hanging out with the great Clay Groves this morning. How you doing, Clay?
3: You know, John, I'm always happy to hang out with you, and I appreciate you. So a lot going on in this show. I was I didn't even think about this show. and I You, you said, all right, let's record in the morning yesterday. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we make a podcast. <laughs> and I, and I, you said, I got the show notes all done, and I opened the show notes, and I went, oh, my gosh. we yeah, got a big Christmas maybe. special happening here. So, John, I'm going to let you drive this
4: ship. All right. yeah. Try not to hit the rocks. I'm going to let you paddle Uh-oh. this
3: boat. I'm going to let you put wind in this sail.
4: Yeah, I'm try gonna- not to uh, get mud on the rotor. Yeah. All right. Um, well... We're not going to do any official fish in the news this week because we do. We have a big old episode to do. Um, and the whole show is going to be on, you know, what some of our correspondents think are great gifts and fun ideas for Christmas uh, or any of the December holidays. We've got uh, Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. I think the first, the first night is the 7th, uh, probably right when the show drops or, or, the, or the show. I, I am today, planning
3: I this know. to drop on the first day of Hanukkah.
4: Oh, that, that's great. Yep. That'd be the 8th. All right. Yep. And then, then you know, you, so you got you got Hanukkah uh, starts on the night of the 7th. Uh, You've got uh, uh, Festivus on the 23rd. You've got uh, New Year's Eve on the 24th, mm-hmm. Christmas on the 25th. Solstice. is The 26th through yep. the 1st. And, of course, New Year's Eve, baby. This is the holiday season. Let's mm-hmm. have some fun. And all of these presents going around, uh, we're going to help you. Decide if you've got a fisher in your life or you're a fisher and you don't know what to ask for or any sort of thing like that. We're going to help you out tonight. But first, first, Clay, we do have some personal fish in the news. That's
3: right. We like to welcome the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. No.
4: <laughs> <laughs> or or Norman's Table Snacker Choir. Um, but uh, no, buddy. Don't you want to know who won Napod Pomo? I do want to know because you didn't tell me. I'm not going to tell you. Kathy's going to tell you right now. Good evening, everybody. This is Cheese McGillicuddy joining you for the Fish Nerds Napot Pomo Grand Prize Drawing. And joining me tonight in the studio is the beautiful, the intelligent, the smoking hot Kathy from Kansas and our own crappy hippie. There are nine contestants, but there can only be one winner of the glasswater Angling grand prize so buckle in and get ready to find out who won napod pomo 2023 all right fish nerd nation we are so excited it is time for the napod pomo prize drawing for a prize pack from glasswater angling and here i have a beautiful prize girl she is the most honest most integrity encompassing person that i know my wife kathy kathy you ready i
2: I am so ready
4: you are so ready i am
5: rocky wanted to do it but he just can't
4: well rocky can't can't do it he cannot pick the marbles out i have a system where i have assigned a marble of each color to all the nine people that were gracious enough to send in Bits to Napod Pomo. Thank you very much. This was our most successful year for having listener participation. We can't thank you enough for doing that. Alrighty, so everybody's in the bag. Let's go ahead and start with the grand prize. Grand
2: prize.
4: She's shaking the bag. She's reaching in. She's not looking. She pulls out. Yellow on yellow. And that is Don from Don Russell's Fishing awesome thank you don congratulations what does don Don win don wins a glasswater angling t-shirt and a crappie douler seven crappie douler kit so that'll go great uh i don't know if don ever spin fishes but uh uh, we will take care of him one way or the other but anyway don thank you very much you are the grand prize winner now we need two more consolation prize winners so, reach back in that bag, Kathy. And we got the crazy kind of all orange. That is Joe from Happy Apple Farm. Sweet. And Good Joe job, will Joe. Res- Joe, we're going to send you one dozen jester jigs. That is one dozen jester jigs.
6: Whoa. All
4: oh, right. They're going that to range amazing. in... amazing. St- well, he lives in New Brunswick, so let's send him some small ones for trout, maybe some bigger ones for the smallmouth. It's a wonderful place to fish. You'll have ample opportunity to make use of jigs because jigs work everywhere. Okay, now, one more prize, consolation prize. She's mixing them up. She's reaching in the bag. And she reveals white and orange. And that is Steve Nagangers from the North Country Fly Fishing Shop.
2: Wow, what does Steve get?
4: Steve gets a big, big handful of glasswater angling round microball jig heads.
2: Kick ass. It
4: is awesome. It is awesome. He ties his own stuff, so I thought, why not? We'll send him just some jig heads. He can paint them how he wants. He can tie them up how he wants. And I'll give him some various hook sizes, and now he's going to have some small jig heads to chase those trout. Congratulations, Steve, and thank you very much.
2: Fabulous. For
4: Yes, indeed. Thank you very much for participating in our NAPOD Pomo. And thanks to everyone who participated. If you didn't win, I'm sorry, but I will be sending you out some sort of thing. It might just be a sticker, or you might get one of those books from Clay, but we're going to just start rando sending everybody that participated at least one small thing. So get with me at crappiehippie at glasswaterangling.com, and we will get your address, and we will get you a prize of some kind. And we need Don's shirt size. We do need Don's shirt size indeed. All right, this has been Crappie Hippie with mrs queen from my shabby booth our prize girl tonight thanks for having me so fun. you have been listening to the grand prize drawing for napod pomo 2023 on the fish Nerds. we want to say thank you to glasswater angling for sponsoring the contest and we also want to give one last thank you to all the contestants who sent in entries Steve, George, Piper, Joe, David
7: Shable, David Redden, Rosie, Kevin, and Don. Thank you so very much. I have been your announcer, Cheese McGillicuddy,
4: saying broil gently till light brown and bubbly. Good
7: night, everyone.
4: All right, so we're back now, and we know who won. I want to get on with the show because we have a lot to do. You know, Clay, around this time of year, I I get asked about kits, what kits to buy. Mm -hmm. People uh, discuss, we've discussed on this show, I discussed amongst my friends what's a good kit to get. And whenever I talk to you about it, um, you point out that a lot of kits, because you you do a lot of work with kids and you have Uh a lot of moms and dads that are saying, hey, you know, how can I get an all-in-one thing going for my kid? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we, we see these kits where the plastics aren't very nice. You know, they're stiff. And, well, yeah, and they, you, and you
3: go to Walmart and you buy that little Zebco push-button rod, the Spider-Man combo, it comes with, with a fishing kit with it. And it comes uh-huh. in that kit is a stringer, a bobber, some jigs, some weird plastics. And people who buy that don't know how to fish. And right. so if you don't know how to fish, that kit is not going to help you catch fish at all. Like it's, no, it, it's not good enough for that, and it, it doesn't, it's not quality enough for it. You can, there's some kits that make work for you don't know how to fish, but that one ain't it.
4: Yeah, yeah, the stringer is just kind of hopeful. Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah so someday you can use a string well, to tie someday, your boat to a dog. Someday I might, yeah. I might figure out what this
4: is for. <laughs> yep. Right now, um, it's just for tying up the dog. But, uh, you know, you got the flip side. You get on Amazon, and you got these kits that have, you know, two, oh, we have 200 items, mm-hmm. but never mind that. 190 of them are really mismatched, um, or it's, you know, and there's even some nice kits that cost a lot of money, but they're trying to cover too many types of lures, too many types of fish, too many fishing situations. And it's, you know, it's the thing where you're, if you, if you do, you know, you can't do two jobs wrong, you know, better than do better to do one job, right. So that's where I'm at today. I, we're going to run through this real quick, All right? but it's been chewing at me and I got to put in my two cents about this because if we're talking about getting a kid or just a beginner doesn't have to be a kid, but I recommend a jig kit and, but you've got, you know, yeah, it can't just be a few jigs or, 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 you know, straight up jigs. You want to have the beginner attitude, the beginner skill level, that sort of thing in mind. So let's get off and running. I'm going to try to keep this kid. Now, this is the great thing about this kid is I'm going to basically just go over some general principles, uh, the way I have it. If you, do it, you know, you're gonna end up with 42, 45 jigs, uh, and some uh extra gear. Right. We should lump...
3: say these are crappy hippies jigs from Glasswater Angling, right?
4: They they could be, but they should I actually, be. Look, let's recommend hey, it. I'm always out to save people money. If you want to go to Bass Pro, you can walk into a Bass Pro, do all this. You can go up to uh, uh the, the Kittery Trading Post in Maine, walk out with this kit. Uh, you, you might be able to do it at Walmart, maybe not quite as effectively, but I don't want people, you know, blowing, you know, spending more than they need because you can pair this down to have a nice small kit mm-hmm. and then let the, let the person expand on it mm-hmm. or, and, you know, mine's not a go all the way. Now, if you want to go all the way, you want custom jigs, hit me up at glasswaterangling.com. If you don't see what's there on the website, hit me up at crappie hippie at glasswaterangling.com and we'll discuss it because I tied a ton of custom jig kits All through the summer, uh, folks just getting hold of me and saying, well, this is what I want. This is where I fish. This is what I'm doing. And that kind of inspired this piece. So let's go. Let's go. Okay. So first you're going to need a box. Mm -hmm. And I love. So this is how
3: to build your own kit. Yeah, this is build it from the ground. I follow. Okay.
4: I follow. I'm with you. So I love a Plano Mini Magnum. Uh, I've got four of them. And one's over 20 years old. I'm being held shut with rubber bands, but I still use it. They're great because they just—it's a small box, but it holds a ton of stuff. And they run oh, about eight bucks. Although I saw one on at Academy Sports uh, for five ninety nine, and they're made by Plano, which is the best. I think they're the best tackle box company in the world, uh, certainly in the USA, and uh, just tons of innovative designs and so on. Now, the one thing is these boxes have tinted lids, which kind of cuts the drama of the colorful. Display that a, at a box of jigs can make. So mm-hmm. if you want a clear box, uh, Plano makes a lot of stow what are called stowaway boxes and a lot of organizer boxes. And like they have a nice fourteen fixed compartment stowaway at Walmart for three and a half bucks. So that makes you a nice little kit. And you can get started just like that. And um, now I, some guys are like, "Oh, go to Harbor Freight; those organizers are great." Well, I've found that parts organizers uh, run the gamut between oh, acceptable and just absolute junk. So be careful if you go that route. Um I would prefer you stay with a Plano or a Woodstream or or, or one of the more re, you know reputable type. Well, uh, if you
3: go too cheap on these kits, the plastic hinges cuz all this yes. is is just thin plastic on the hinge, they let go. They get a little they get tattered so fast and then you have a kit with
4: no lid. And that's it's, Exactly. Table, and you're fooling so. with the rubber bands and you're yep. trying to get in and out of it. And that's not what, you, what this you want episode to is
3: brought to you by Plano. <laughs> hey, Plano, if you're listening, send us
4: some stuff. <laughs> all right. But seriously, I've, I've, I've loved them since I was a kid and I still love mm-hmm. Plano. Okay. So let's get into this. We're going to get into jigs. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, first of all, you got to ask are we talking straight up panfish, you know, small pond or small water bass, smaller bass? things like that, or we throwing trout into the mix? So that's going to, you know, if you're up there with clay, you're going to fish for all this stuff. If you're out here with me, you can kind of put trout off to the side because we don't really have it going on. Well, I'll
3: tell you what, John, you sent my kids these little jig kits a couple of years ago. You tied all these hand, you give us little bags of, kit, of uh, hand-tied jigs, and we put them in little kits. And my kids, on the same jigs, are catching bass and perch and sunfish, and they're also catching trout in the exact same jigs. Exactly. I, yep. Exactly. And so I like okay. and, and those same jigs for the ice work great for me too. So it's
4: well, see, and you know, that's just it. Versatility, just, yeah. simple. Yeah, this is why I love this this kit concept. So we're going to look at jigs all the way down to 100. Uh, hundred. We're mm-hmm. going to look at jigs all the way down to one sixty fourth, and maybe even smaller if you're a hardcore into trout, uh, all up to a one eighth, and we're not going to go any bigger than that. Although if you're into you know bass fishing, especially. Uh, have a place where the potential for a nice size smallie or largy is, is there. You may want to throw in a quarter ounce or two, um, but 164 through one eighth. All right, we're going to look at plastics versus marabou. I say get some of each. Now, you can go bananas with the colors, but here's, here's three that I like. I like either a, a white that's plain or with a little red or a little black in it. I like a chartreuse that's either plain or with a little black in it. And I like black, that's plain, with a little or with a little chartreuse in it. And then you gotta have a f- few others, have some fun with some pink, orange, green pumpkin, brown, and gray. You can kind of see I've got bright colors, you know, shocker colors, and then I've got some naturals in there. So especially for like the trout and stuff, uh well, and panfish too. You want something, you know, things that are buggy, but boy, in the spring and there's just certain times of year and in the winter where bright colors just are where you wanna go. So mm-hmm. So let's say okay, if if this trout if this kit is exclusively for trout and you're looking at small water trout, let's take out the eight ounce jigs and let's go to our local fly shop. And if you don't have a local fly shop, go to the White River Fly Shop and Bass Pro or or whatever. Corporate uh, Rogers has a fly section. Uh, Cabela's has a fly section. There's all kinds of places to find that. So have Dicks and Academy and some of those carry some fly stuff. Um, and you can start looking at really small jigs uh, in the one sixty fourth to one one hundred ounce on eight through 10 hooks well for example white river has some nice little packs of jigs you get six of them six 164 ounce jigs hand tied little Marabou jigs for three and a half bucks and those will kill you no, that's terrible and those will work really <laughs> those are those murder will, yeah <laughs> those are going to be very effective on trout of all species and also in the summer Uh, When the panfish get finicky and really just want something small, you're going to be a hero because you're going to have those little jigs in your kit. Now, moving on, your basic straight up stuff in Marabou jigs, besides these smaller ones for trout and panfish, we're going to go with the 132nd to 18th. And remember, you can buy these off the card individually, or you can buy them 10, 12 at a time, whatever. You can buy them by the card. You know, it depends on how big a kit you want to create. They're going to run you 35 to 50 cents. Now, you want to get custom jigs from me. Or from Crappy Stopper or from any number of people that you can find in these tying groups, these jigs are gonna cost you between a dollar to two dollars a piece. So I hate to go against my own business, bro, but if it's kind of like you don't buy a beginning guitar player a Les Paul artisan and have them play it for a week and then put it under the bed. Fair point. You know, that 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 works for the two generations down when they go on antique roadshow, but it doesn't work for you right now. Well, the good and, thing
3: about it, John, is once someone starts buying jigs and fishing jigs. They're going to buy more. They'll come back to you. So Yeah, they will. Right. They will
4: come around because they'll want some combos and they'll want to call their own shots. Mm-hmm. And that's when you, you get with a custom guy and tell him, you know, I want this sort of chenille and all this stuff. And you'll have enough fishing knowledge to uh, be inspired to make those sorts of choices. Um, now, when you get to the, your plastics, you got two ways you can go. You can get them already, you know, the jig head already dressed with a plastic tail. And that's the way I, I, I say to go for uh, in a lot of ways. And the price is comparable Are you
3: thinking like little curly tail jigs and stuff like that?
4: Well, curly tail is one. I I like three. Mm -hmm. This is another place where you can get into Jake's, you can get into ballsies, you can get into, (laughs) you know, uh, uh, critters, you can get into all kinds of stuff. Uh, But let's just stick to these three paddle tails, curly tail or twister tail, whatever you want to call it, and beetle tails. Mm. And you get those three. You'll have, you know, high action, uh, more subtle action, uh, classic tails that have been catching fish for years and years and years. And your tail sizes, you're going to go want one inch to one and a half for your 32nd ounce heads, one and a half to two for a 16th ounce head, and two to two and three quarters for an eighth ounce head. Um, and that's where you want to be. But, of course, you can buy the loose jig heads mm-hmm. in different colors. You can buy packs of tails. Uh, it's especially good if you're making two or three kits up. You go and buy the packs of tails. You know, you buy the a bag of jig heads. Um but if you're just doing it for one angler and you want to get maximize your color and variety mm-hmm. then they're going to be a little more expensive because you got you got to have somebody sit there and put the tails on uh but you know you can just buy the um ones that are already made up and in, in the same sort of color combinations that i just described for marabou now you want to get another you know custom plastics we got mule jigs i like custom jigs and spins they got some really cool jigs over there we've got finesse finesse bait empire uh, we've got the z-man micro so you can get into some fun little tiny jigs that'll work for trout and work for ice fishing uh, that may be a consideration but they're going to run you a little more okay now you got to have some some jigs or some spinners based on jigs or some jig spins whatever you want to call them and one of the best you can get is the Road Runner. now the crappie Dooler underspin is a real fine bait Really good for those bigger crappie, bigger panfish, bigger trout, bigger uh, you know, and then your bass and your smallies and so forth. I'll tell you, the first Uh, time you
3: sent me one of those, John, I was ice fishing, and I dropped it through the ice, and I caught a huge uh, rainbow trout and a huge yellow perch. Ice fishing with it, so
4: yeah, it you never know, yeah, you never know, (laughs) you You never never know, know. you never know. But the great thing about underspins, whether it's a roadrunner or a crappie dealer is it's a you know it's a cast and retrieve bait you can pump them you can twitch them you can fiddle with them but they actually are sometimes our most effective just throw it out count it down a little bit and start reeling. and you know when you're you fishing barn- with
3: kids that's the kind of lure you want absolutely just cast retrieve cast retrieve because that you know working a lure and making it dance and do all the stuff he might do with a senko or something it, it's like a little bit higher level of fishing and it's hard to teach it
4: Exactly. Exactly. And it also is good advice for a person that's fished as long as we have, because sometimes we get to fiddling and we need a young person like Zoe or somebody to come along and say, Hey, why don't you just fish simple? Mm
8: -hmm. And
4: these, these, these spinners are great for that. They help keep the line tight. They give more feel to the angler and so on. Now, you know, roadrunner size are right now. Crappie doodler only comes in one eight. Uh, roadrunner will come from 136 to one eighth you got them all in there all these different sizes they roadrunner will come with either a marabou tail or a plastic tail so you can you know you can have a little fun there but i i suggest you only buy two or three of them to get started because they're going to be a higher dollar item A roadrunner runs about 269 Crappie dealer runs four and a quarter so you know it's a bit of an investment but be sure at least have one two three of them in there because they are very effective Now, the next one, of course, is super fun. The Johnson Beetle Spin Mm. and all its attendant knockoffs. Classic. What's that? It's a classic, the Beetle Spin. It is a classic. And you can outfit, you know, same story. You can go one thirty-second up through one eighth. You can even go bigger with one. Uh, You can buy them already made up. They're going to run you $1.89 to $1.99 a piece. Or you can kind of cut around this thing and just buy packs of overhead spinners. So a three-pack of Eagle Claw overhead spinners is going to run you between $1.50 to $2. And you'll want the small and the medium size. Uh, the large is better for like a quarter ounce, 3-16th quarter ounce, 3 8 ounce jig. Let's just get those smaller ones. And uh, they'll be just fine, even on an 8th ounce. You don't, all you have to do is that spinner's just got to clear the hook. So, uh, but,
3: Check this out, John. On Amazon yeah. right now, 50 of these spinners $50? dollars uh-huh. 12 99 cents.
4: See, there you go. You, I mean, yeah. you get into it, and you've got a bunch of kits. All you got to
3: do is slide a jig head on the end of that, and you're efficient. You're, so. you're off and running.
4: It works with plastic. works with yeah. Uh The white one's not working. You don't have to, to retie. You just open that open that little safety pin clip. You pull that white one off. You slap your black one on, and you're back at it. So wonderful lure for a beginner. Gives them something to do, something to think about, something to play with. Uh, and so at least, you know, either get them some the, just the spins, and you can get away with that, or, you know, if you're know if you like, oh, no, 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 I at least want to get a couple that are already made up by a, by a, a professional, and that is fine, too. I'll tell you now, what, John,
3: the beetle spin, the classic beetle spin with the beetle rubber bait on the end of it, uh-huh. you know, that kind of fat, hard plastic it car- comes with? Yes. I've never caught a fish on it. <laughs> really? But I, but I bought them and taken that off and put other soft plastics on or live <laughs> worms or shiners and caught tons of fish. But I I don't like the spin lure that comes with the spin. and, well, it, and people disagree with me. There's a lot of people who would swear by them, but I've never had a fish bite it.
4: Well, it's funny, you know, because like crappie and trout magnets use that design, uh, uh, that well, tail design.
3: But I do great with trout magnets. It's uh, not just times you want just it's, that little. It's the mouth feel. I it's that hard plastic. I think the fish like the softer rubbery pulley
4: things. Well, the I, you know, a
3: hard. It's like old chewing gum.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well you know i you know I've, I've got a soft spot for the johnson because i've i've you know i've caught fish on him since i was young 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 yep. uh, single digits. but you know everybody to each your own because yeah you can switch it out for a curl tail you can switch it out for a paddle tail you can switch it out for whatever you got whatever you like whatever turns you on that's the beauty of the beetle spin mm-hmm. um you you can switch it around you can do all kinds of things with it okay now here's some extra stuff that i think you ought to go ahead and get but you it's your budget it's your gig um i like to get a gulp a jar of gulp alive uh plastics it's a special type of plastic completely different than any other plastic you've ever seen felt or heard of um i like the jar of angle worms because you can pinch those little suckers off into little tiny nibs i i have a jar i bought four years ago and it's still half full and i i use them all the time i mean you know, it's, it's, so for the six bucks, they're five, six bucks a jar. Uh, you know, I still haven't gone through them all. And, uh, you know, you just got to shake them up every now and then. Keep that scent spread around. For goodness sake, keep the lid on. Uh, because the thing about Gulf Alive, if it dries out, it turns into cement. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love the little one-inch minnows in whole or in parts. And that's another one that really has to, you know, be careful. Don't take that liner out of that lid. You want, uh, Otherwise, it'll leak. You've got to keep that juice in there. But, hey, they've got waxies. They've got nibs. They've got all kinds of stuff in you. And if you see a brand that you like, just straight-up nibs uh, are great. It uh, doesn't have to be gulp alive. But some sort of little thing to help the fish hang on that jig just a little bit, just a little nib on that hook, just a little small thing something on that to, hook something with to that chew on. Can make a world yeah. of difference. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Something to chew on. Something to chew on, man. Yeah. You want to chew a little bit. You betcha. Now, that I you know I'm going to have a caveat here. You really got to get some bobbers. Now you can get a, an assortment of twelve bobbers at Walmart in the one to one and a half inch size for two sixty eight. And I bet if you whip out on Amazon, you're doing it on me this morning. You'll probably find a a thirty bobber pack for that. Um, you can, uh, but I, I like a pear shaped EVA bobber in the one to one and a half inch. Um, you know, kind of a top shape. Uh, three for a dollar seventy at Walmart. So. Definitely got to get the bobbers now.
3: A little, little bit of advice too, is uh, you know the the classic black, uh, red and white bobbers. Yeah, they're they're kind of cheesy looking. And by yes. buying a little fancier bobber, like the the float fishing bobbers or something like that, that, they just look a little cooler. And fishing things that look cooler make you feel better, and they don't cost that much more. <laughs>
4: and so, agree, absolutely yeah, so agree. The boring
3: I, ones that come with everything you buy, skip those. Go. Go a little different.
4: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I I can get on board with that. But once again, I'm looking at, 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 at the cheap stuff that works. But sure. I, I'm well, an, well, they're I'm cheap
3: an, still. I mean, they're they're still very cheap, yeah. like a dollar piece. But they just feel a little cooler. <laughs>
4: well, yeah. So. Well, like you know, three for a dollar seventy at Walmart. You're you're a little over fifty cents a piece. Yeah. And an EVA bobber is not going to leak. It's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna have the problems because the little round plastic bobbers usually put together with a ridiculous tiny amount of glue, and of course they can crack, they can step on them, they shatter, and 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 so on. Oh, so I can never
3: and, get them that red top to push down just right. I, I <laughs> they
7: never,
4: they don't work right. They
3: they work, but I mean, right. Like like on, on Amazon right now, you can buy fifty of those red and white, or sorry, sixty of those red and white bobbers for eleven ninety nine. I mean that's.
4: That, yeah. That's yeah, how you know you're yeah. buying garbage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Moving copy on. on the run-on yeah. plastic bobbers get Eagle Claw brand, get a decent brand. Uh, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, the Amazon brand from wherever it's coming from, maybe not the best bet. Right. All right. One last thing is if, if, if it's a heavy trout fishing area and this is mainly for trout, you may want to consider some bubbles uh, there. They are more expensive. They're three for $5 at Dick's is one of the best prices I could find. Uh, but wow, for your little push button reel or your spinning rod, uh, you want to get out in the middle of that Creek, that river, and you want to hit that, that little V on the other side, that little eddy on the other side, um, you can get the trout bubble. will give you the weight to get where you want to go. And then I, I just say, get some hooks, just get one or two packs, 10 pack of good old Eagle claw Aberdeen hooks. And don't jump up and down. You know, a lot of people like to bash Eagle claw because they sell a lot of budget hooks, but they have some of the best hooks made. You know, trocar brand is, is an Eagle claw brand. Um, but I just say the good old gold or bronze Aberdeen Eagle claw hook size eight, size six or both do those person a favor, sneak them out, pinch the barbs down, sneak them back into the pack and staple it shut. they'll never know the difference. And when you're helping them unhook fish and, and trying to get it out of your ear and so forth, you will thank me, um, for going barbless because that is the way to go. And some trout areas, of course, say that's the way you have to go. Now, I'm always in favor of people getting some hemostats, five to seven inch. Mm. Uh, you can buy them on Amazon for $5 or less. Uh, usually individual stats are around $5, but they have some, some kits, or not kits, but some assortments where you can get you know, uh, five of them for 10 bucks. So just look around. Um, if, if, if I'll tell you hey, how to get really
3: them ready. for free, John. How's that? All right, next time you're at the dentist...
4: Oh getting no! Getting your teeth
3: cleaned and the dentist leaves the room. Uh, just reach out to that little table and grab one and put it in your pocket.
4: Are you really? I mean, you, uh, I, my friend Andy, you know, <laughs> God rest his soul, used to do that. He once stole a pair with gold-plated handles off some doctor. I'm just like, what are you doing, man?
3: Yeah, I'm not going to oh. tell you if I've done that or not, but I, I it does work. I can confirm. <laughs> But well, you can buy twelve of them on Amazon for fifteen seventy three. So, well, I, it's, it's, <laughs> that's the Christmas spirit, yeah. dude. I stole these for you. You know, um, it's They don't know. They don't know. They don't you know. The hygienist. The hygienist yeah. cleans up everything, everything afterwards and resets. They're missing when they put another pair down. I know. They don't I care. Know. They're charging you a million dollars. You can have all that pain, John. You deserve to have a free set <laughs> You know what? They should They should market it that way free hemostats with every
4: extraction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You win, you win, you win. <laughs> you, can, you can use Clay's method, you can use my method. But e- either way, I'm just saying if you got a kid that's prone to losing stuff, uh, one of those uh, sets uh, for 10 bucks, 10, 12 bucks. Starts looking pretty good because when they come in on, oh, gee, I lost my stats again. You can say, all right, but you only have three more pairs left. Um, last thing, if if the kid can be trusted, uh, you know, uh, is real good at making the popsicle uh, cabins and and can and can handle glue. I always carry either a little, you know, little tiny tube from the Dollar General uh, that costs you about fifty cents, or. If it's a kid that's not real good with making uh, log cabins and gluing stuff together, ends up gluing his fingers and stuff together, which sounds more like me, uh, you can get the the fancy kind with the squeezies on the side that sucks the drop of glue right back into the, uh, into the bottle. Won't mess up their tackle box, won't get all over the place. And anyway, this is for when you're using a jig head uh, without a collar and you're catching so many fish that that plastic is starting to slip. Well, you've tuned, you found the color, so you might as well just glue that sucker on there. That's a, that's a trick that came out of Texas, and I just love it because uh, it works. And it's really distressing when that plastic that's working so well for you will get to where you can't even retrieve it three feet without it slipping down. So, whew, whew. there you go, Clay. There's you did my it. Kit. <laughs> you did we, do it. You did do it. We okay. went deep. We went deep there, John. Now we got to move fast. We got to move fast. We got to move fast. Well, you know what? I'm feeling a little hungry. I'm going to go snitch some turkey out of the refrigerator. In the meantime, why don't you all listen to this culinary corner with Christmas fish ideas from myself and Jeff Danielson.
1: What are you going to do with that fish that has If you kill it, will you grill it? Will you block it?
4: Hey there, Fish Nerd Nation. I am in the studio tonight with our own Jeff Downson, and we are here to fill you in on a couple of ubiquitous recipes that people make around the holidays that you may or may not be familiar with. I know Jeff's going to be up first with his. It's a recipe that I've heard about, I've talked about, I've thought about making. I've never done it, been a little intimidated by it. Uh, But we're going to learn about it tonight. Jeff, what you got for us?
6: So, when I was a kid growing up, always on the table for, like, Thanksgiving and and uh, Christmas, there'd be two pans of dressing. So, there'd be the big one that was for everybody, and then there was a smaller one that was the special dressing, and that was for only some of the adults really liked it. Um, and I was always told, like, I, you're not going to like that. Um, but it turns out I do, and it is oyster dressing, right? So, this is just... I know it's not a fish, but it lives in the water with fish, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna count it as an honor honorary fish. That's Um, right. Because nowadays, I really love this stuff. I could I could eat a whole pan of it by myself. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Um, and really, all it is is just pretty much a basic uh basic. A basic stuffing slash dressing recipe with the addition of oysters. Um, I also like to throw a little bacon in it too because bacon makes everything better. So Woo-woo! that's right. So yeah, so uh, pretty simple recipe. Uh, you just need some. You need one cup of butter, about one chopped up onion. Uh, like, oh, I don't know how many sticks. I'm, I'm gonna guess one and a half cups of chopped celery. Now, what you need is some bread, and I've found that like the best bread is you go. To somewhere like Panera, and you go, hey, you got any old bread you want to get rid of, right? And they'll give you, they practically give it to you for free. The stale artisan bread, this is what you want. It's the like the day old or or whatever the bread that at the at the grocery store they're going to throw out. This is what you want. Preferably something like a sourdough loaf or something that's pretty uh pretty. Uh, I like that better as a stuffing. Some people like to do this with cornbread as well too, but uh, I prefer actual bread bread so you need 12 cups of fresh bread cubes and you need one and one half pints of fresh oysters uh coarsely chopped in the juice aka liquor reserved and so you're just basically going to melt that butter in a skillet or i mean a dutch oven you're going to throw in the um you know, throw in some the onion and stuff, and then you're gonna stir in your breadcrumbs, the oysters, and you gotta pour that oyster juice in there. And then you got some seasonings as well. You just throw in some salt, black pepper, thyme, Italian seasoning. But uh, and then you just throw that sucker in the oven for like 40 minutes and let it bake until it's nice and brown. And like I said, maybe some cooked bacon. Throw that in there too. Now, when it comes to the to the oysters. Back in the day, I'm sure like my grandma probably was just making it with the canned oysters, but I've found that like the ones that come in a jar, if you have to buy, like getting oysters fresh here in Kansas is not, you're not likely to get a a lot of fresh oysters here. But I like the ones that come in a jar. Uh, They're usually bigger and um, they look a little, they look fresher and that jar is full of that delicious, delicious oyster juice which everybody else is probably like gagging over but I'm, i love this stuff so uh so that's what we got there and then yeah just bake that stuff up and uh and have it with your with your thanksgiving meal whoa now that sounds like a big batch you're
4: telling me you can eat a whole pan of that and i'm hearing cup of uh, I, this could. And, and giant- I could
6: <laughs> and i could i could yeah i just throw <laughs> everything else you can just get rid of everything Well, i want one of them turkey legs but uh but yeah, I love this stuff. I love oysters. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that it, as I as I got older, I was like, oh yeah, these are good. Uh, especially, we could go we could go on a whole uh, whole long segment about all the different ways I like to eat oysters. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so yeah, and uh, give it a shot. It's pretty good. Uh, and it even says here on this little recipe I printed out it says try using it with leftovers f- with poached eggs for breakfast and i'd be all about that that'd be great <laughs> uh, yeah 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 i'm all over
4: a poached egg or maybe fried egg or
6: something you know? Yeah. oh if on man, top of it sounds yeah. like yeah, a
4: way to yeah. use it up Oh,
6: baby yeah and so yeah you yeah so yeah i always recommend if you can't get i mean obviously like where we are you can get oysters fresh um but it's you, know, you got to work for it uh, typically i think i think i could get them at 888 international market i think they have them and maybe whole foods and some other other places like that might have them but you you know you're going to pay whereas uh you get the ones in the jar those are the good ones i can't remember the brand but those are the ones that if you're not somewhere where oysters are just something that you can go pick up at the at the at the seafood counter go get the ones that are in the jar those are definitely the better ones
4: well, we're certainly got some uh, listeners along the Atlantic coast that are kind of giving the eye roll because it's a I'm standard. Sure. In, yeah. in some places, uh, they got access to some great, great fresh oysters. But yeah, I there's no, you know, there's nothing wrong with using a jarred product. I had a friend once make all this salsa in the winter, and he said it didn't taste right. And I'm just like, you know, you could have just made it with some nice canned plum tomatoes or some nice canned crushed tomato because those are harvested at the peak. And actually a canned product at this time of year is superior. And so it's better to have, a you know, an oyster that's on the edge sitting there in the case that you're paying a fortune for. Better to get the jar. I think when we try it, yeah. I'm going to do that for sure.
6: Yeah. I miss my days of living in, in the Seattle area where, again, oysters was inexpensive and tons of them. And uh, that was pretty great. Now, at the time, I wasn't making oyster stuffing. I probably should have been. But, uh, yeah, living there where I had access to oysters and other shellfish all the time. I I really miss that because there's nothing like the real fresh thing, right? Right out of the shell.
4: Okay. Well, thank you so much for that one. I may have, you know, Kathy loves oyster stew, but we've never dug in and done the oyster dressing because we just like plain old stuffing. Uh, We make ourselves, but I still follow your same principles. I like a sturdy loaf of bread. I like to get a, you know, a nice old French loaf or something, with a little more body to it because so yeah, it, it yeah it, it, the the wonder bread type bread disappears you can get too much liquid it just turns into kind of a creamy mess uh, yeah. I like it to still have some tooth uh, to it Okay man have you ever made lacquered salmon lacquered salmon
6: I have not made lacquered salmon and now now. I'm- I, my interest has been piqued.
4: <laughs> well it used to be a chi chi big deal thing in the 80s or 90s or sometime back when culinary performance was starting to be a, a thing and a, a popular thing and i have always been interested in it and the thing about lacquered salmon is it's got to be you know a very popular dish so there's like tons and tons and tons of recipes and rather than pick a recipe uh i just want to go over general lacquered salmon principles because i made this once my neighbor went to alaska and he came home with some cryovac the day it was caught wild caught king salmon dude and he was you know he'd caught a couple biggies you know 20 pounds or some something 20 pounds plus so he had plenty to share and he gave us some for Christmas, and it was a wonderful, wonderful gift. And I made it up a couple of ways. Uh, I lacquered some of it, and I made some of it just plain because I really just enjoy the unobstructed flavor of fish. But when you go to make it, it's it's something where you're just going to follow some principles. I didn't even look up a recipe. Um, a lot of these recipes, uh, you know, sound like things you would might use on pork or chicken or anything else like that where you want this Sweet, salty, spicy. Okay, so your sweet elements can be brown sugar, raw sugar, honey, molasses, maple syrup, sweet mirin, which is a type of rice wine (Japanese rice wine), or combinations of these. Then, of course, your salty elements going to generally be soy or tamari, which is a, a type of Japanese soy. I have seen some that omit the soy and. Use barbecue rub instead, or you know, some sort of flavored salt instead. You can go that route. I like the soy. I prefer the soy because it gives you, you don't have to mix water, you don't have to mix anything in it to make it, you know, a sauce. And then your spice is mainly going to come from ginger and a little hot pepper. And then what other people put in it runs the gamut from garlic, green onion, cinnamon, and the other sweet spices, you know, maybe allspice, nutmeg, coriander. Uh, Some people like turmeric. I find that popping up in a lot of recipes. Sesame oil pops up in a lot of recipes. Garnish, finish it off with some toasted sesame seeds. And then of course its service. A lot of people like to throw the Italian parsley or a little slivered green onion on the top of there. Very, very very, very good to do it that way. A little shot of green against all that dark nice darkness. Uh, just just makes it pop. just is it's really great presentation that way. Now, like I say, you can use that Wild King or the sockeye, which one day when we're out fishing or riding along to and from, you're going to have to explain to me all about Copper River sockeye and why people have an absolute gasm over the stuff. And maybe one day, maybe this year, I don't know, I'm going to spill for a little Copper River sockeye, but I hear it's rich, it's fatty, it's delicious, it's all this stuff. And that people recommend the fattier salmon because, you know, the fat content helps it keep moist because most of these dishes are made in the oven. Or then, of course, the next way to do it is the way Chef Jamie does a lot of his fish is to do it in a skillet, then pop it, finish it in the oven. So, but farm salmon works great. Now, a lot of people say, oh, use the Scandinavian farm salmon. I like just go to the the co-op, go to the store, go to the Whole Foods Go wherever, get a good looking piece of salmon, Costco, wholesale club, whatever, you know, right? As long as it doesn't stink, (laughs) as long as it's not mushy, as long as it's in nice shape, this recipe will elevate that salmon to great, great heights. Now, people say, well, do I do the whole filet or do I do portions? I don't know where you're at with that, Jeff. Where are you at with that?
6: I typically cook the whole, like I got some sockeye on sale at, uh, where was I? Was it? Sams I think it was Sam's Club that it was you know it's buy it today and get it 50% off cuz it's you know it's user user freeze by tomorrow so I bought it and I just cook the whole stinking thing all at once um and then and then I take it what I don't eat I zip I do in the vacuum freezer bag things the seal-a-meal type bags and then throw those in the freezer and then that's pretty quick all you can do to warm those up is just I mean, literally, you can just throw them in some hot water until they warm. I prefer doing that to microwaving because I can control the temperature better. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. Because I don't want to overcook it because it's already been cooked. So I don't want to really overcook it again. I just want to get it up to eating temperature. So I'll run some water in a pot, measure the temperature with my little temperature probe until I kind of see it's a little bit above kind of what I want it to be because it's going to cool down pretty quick when I put the frozen salmon in it. But that that's an easy way to do it. So you just, I am the cook it all at once guy.
4: Absolutely. I am all for that stuff because I am very busy and anything that gets me eating and helps clean up and makes it go quickly is something I am all about. Now, what my philosophy here is the whole filet is a good hedge against drying out. You know, you're keeping it all in one unit. Every, there's not a lot of edge surface exposed. Uh, these sheet pan recipes. I've come across a couple slow cook recipes uh, which made me think of you and your pellet unit, uh, the ways to do it. But individual portions are fine. The fancy chefs always say square off your portions, make them even, and so forth. Here's kind of the way I decide. If if I'm serving on a buffet or it's family time and we're just having just us, you know, a family, let's do that whole filet. Why not? Do the whole filet. It works fine any way you're going to cook it. Although, on the other hand, the smaller portions, if you're going to cook it entirely under a broiler, You may want these smaller portions, but I've seen recipes where people are doing that big piece. If they've got a nice broiler that runs the length of the piece, then by all means, but for a plated dinner guest type thing, individual portions, you're on a a date, you know, you're making a little romance. You want to impress somebody, go for those portions, square it off, get yourself some nice one to one and a half inch portions, because one thing, now here's another thing I'm going to ask you, brother. When we cook a whole one, you know that tail section always gets a little. What people would say was a little over. For me, I like it when you're lacquered salmon because it it is this chewy, almost jerky type experience that you know y'all can just have the fat end. You want it? You think you're sticking me with something I ain't gonna like, giving me that skinny end? You're wrong because I'll eat all of it.
6: All right, I got, I got, I got three words for you that are gonna make your mind go boom: salmon burned ends. Ooh, yeah. Right. So that's – I've actually saw a bag of quote-unquote salmon burnt ends. I think it's Whole Foods. And uh was like, oh, that sounds interesting, but I'm not going to pay what they want for it. So that's on my radar of things to do. And it does sound like that this lacquered salmon could be a way to make this uh, salmon burnt ends, which sounds – like a, a match made in heaven.
4: It does. It does. It does. It does. Because, you know, okay, let's say you had, you bought the whole filet, but then you had your date, you had your little meal, you've impressed whoever. Uh, and now you've got a freezer full of of ends, you know, and you're, you're like, what am I going to do? I did all the squaring off uh, Man,
6: man. Oh, yeah, dice it up, dice yeah, it up. Yeah. And in about, you know, one inch chunks and then, and then burn in it. Oh, just baby. like ah, in, the, in the smoker yeah yeah oh. this is definitely something i'm planning on doing <laughs> Man, i can
4: hardly talk now i got water running out of both corners of my mouth all right now portion size you know a lot of people like four ounce portion six ounce portion eight ounce portion hey it all depends that's, that's just something you decide you know how many sides do you have what are the sides like what, what are your your people like with a bunch of ladies uh, in the dresses and they don't want to appear like me. I got fish in both hands. You know, I'm stuffing it in and I don't really care. That's why I don't get invited to go anywhere, but <laughs> you know, so give me, you know, give me, I like to split it right there in that six ounce portion, but frankly, my, me, I'll polish off an eight ounce portion of salmon, just like I could obliterate an eight ounce steak. No problem. No problem. You know, give me that, give me two, four ounce patties on a burger. I'll, I'll mouth, mow that thing right on down. You can't scare me off with an eight ounce portion, but, that's kind of how you decide. You know, you look at who you're feeding. You're looking at, well, will they be way into the rice? Will they way into the potatoes? Will they be way into to the, the 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 presentation there? Or am I going to present it with just three perfectly done asparagus tips, and and keep the focus wholly on the fish? You're going to have to give them a little more. Here's my story. Here's my story. I got that that beautiful beautiful salmon from my my neighbor Les, and I bring it home. About a half cup of soy. About two. Teaspoons of grated ginger, a small amount of green onion slivers, tablespoon of brown sugar, tablespoon of honey, little cayenne flakes in there, and just a little pinch of cinnamon. And that was it. Now, you want to taste, 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 taste. I, I'm surprised at the people that want to go rote from a recipe. It's like, it's you know, does a painter paint without looking at the canvas? You can't even do paint by number that way.
2: <laughs> yeah,
4: you, you have to taste you have to see and the only way to see is with your your taste buds so you you will find the combination that suits you and like i say some people even throw in a little lemon juice or a little pomegranate or a little you know a little acid element if that sounds appealing to you by all means go for it. a little orange juice well, whatever it's your fish it's your experience but for me the soy the ginger the sweet element they are the backbone of this recipe now, the rest, I feel like you really got to use some restraint because sweet spices like cinnamon, allspice, nutmeg, coriander, mace, all of these can really, you know, quarter teaspoon, pinch, pinch of this, pinch of that, taste, garlic, don't get carried away. You use the garlic salt, especially if you're not going to put, you know, if you're going to use that maybe instead of soy, you can, you can do that. But restraint, restraint, restraint. Now, you, some of these sauces, you know, people like to blend them in a blender. Some people like to uh, heat them, boil them. But whichever way you go, taste, taste, taste. I, I just stirred mine. I just stirred mine until I got that brown sugar to dissolve. I just quit hearing it crunch against the spoon. Uh, it, it takes a while, but but uh, soy sauce actually kind of seems to dissolve up sugar much quicker than just like plain water. And I'll tell you another thing that you cannot forget is that you do not need this to boil at a big, angry Type boil. Like a lot of recipes say, pour some of the liquid recipe, uh, sauce on the fish. And then, you know, you're going to rely on the heat from the oven or the broiler or what have you. And it's going to be the sugar elements in that sauce that's going to cause it to caramelize, thicken, and to glaze and make your lacquer. And of course, you pull it out, baste, put it back in, pull it out, baste, put it back in. But if you want to use the cornstarch to make a final dipping sauce or a final presentation sauce, it's a little thicker. You do not have to have that giant angry boil because I can tell you, you can make honey taste off in a quick hurry and yeah, molasses you, too. Well,
6: yeah, you start you start to caramelize it a little too far and it'll... Too far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
4: keep it under control. You just want enough to get that cornstarch to thicken and you're done. you're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. But all along, taste, taste, taste and make plenty of sauce. I used to have a cup of soy because I had, I think I had two, eight, uh, six ounce portions or two, eight, you know, not a lot. There is no harm in making You know, a cup full or a cup and a half soy to make a nice big batch of this sauce because it is wonderful turned into a sauce for dipping or for a final little sauce to put on there at presentation or what have you to keep that that lacquer flavor really bright. You don't want it to be too cloyingly sweet. Although if you're serving those kids, you know, you want it to be a little sweet because the kids, you know, you're getting something that they're going to love, but that leftover sauce can be used on pork, chicken, veggies, rice, you know, all of the above, thicken it up and dip fish sticks in and put chicken nuggets in it. You know, let the kids knock it out, you know, let them eat it up. It's, it's, it's a wonderful, sweet, salty sauce that works on so many things. So don't be afraid of the sauce. Don't be afraid of leftovers, but remember you want to put some sauce aside uncontaminated because the one you're dipping the brush into base 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 is going to get some fish fish essence in it it's going to get some uh we're going to call it fish essence jeff we're not going to call it fish slime okay right we're We're calling it fish essence (laughs) yeah so you want to have an uncontaminated uh amount of sauce over here to work with as far as eating eating a raw uh, uncooked so there you go Make yourself some lacquered salmon this Christmas or over your holidays. I love all the holidays. I'm not one of those people that jumps around about what's right, what's wrong, what should we say, what should we not say. Uh, I say Merry Christmas. I say, uh, you know, Happy Holidays. I We got Hanukkah coming up here December 7th. We've got Festivus on the 23rd. We got right. Christmas Eve on the 24th. We got Christmas the 25th. We got Kwanzaa, I think, is on the 26th. And then, of course, New Year's Eve, baby. New Year's Eve, baby. So, Get yourself a little salmon. Have yourself some fun with some lacquered salmon.
6: Yeah, you got me already thinking about this because I got my what I call my universal sauce, which is for a lot of my kind of Chinese-ish foods or a- e- vaguely East Asian things, which is kind of equal parts soy, oyster sauce, and hoisin sauce. And the oyster and hoisin both have sugar in I'm like, hmm. Hmm. And it's nice and thick already. This could be something to try and then may have to make the burnt ends of the, go buy the little tail segments that are cheap and then, (laughs) and make that, uh, make, make some lacquered up, uh, salmon burnt ends.
4: Oh my gosh. This is just crazy, 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 crazy. Well, it's been awful fun talking to you, Jeff. It's super nice. I know you were on your dinner break. You're sitting there at work, giving up your dinner break to do this. It's time to go, baby. It's just time to go. Uh, thank you so much for coming in.
6: Go wish us having a dinner of lacquered salmon and oyster dressing, but I'll make do with my salad. <laughs>
7: <laughs> okay, buddy. All right, John. All right.
6: Talk to you soon, man. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye now.
3: Well, hello, Fishner. This is Clay. I'm future Clay. Forgot to record this with John. I wanted to get it in. Old Trapper has sent me some uh some meat to uh let you know what I thought of old Trapper. Website is oldtrapper.com. They make all kinds of of uh, beef jerky and beef sticks, and we've reviewed them before. They sent me some jerky a couple months ago. Zoe and I reviewed them. We liked them. And they suggested that maybe you, the listener, would consider Old Trapper as something you might want to put into a stocking stuffer. I get jerky in my stocking every year. It's one of those gifts that makes perfect sense. So I have here in my hand Old Trapper Original Deli-Style Beef Sticks. And the kind of flavor I have is just original flavor, they also have jalapeno deli, teriyaki, and then, yeah, and beef and cheese sticks together in a package there in stores. And uh, you, we see this at Walmart, and Target, anywhere you get your meat sticks, <laughs> you can get them. But So I have one in my hand. It's like a three-inch sausage. Ingredients, beef. That, that's good. That's the number one ingredient. Beef hearts, water, lactose whey, uh, corn protein, corn syrup, salt flavoring, and a few things... Uh, A few additional stuff that I don't know what is. Um, But it looks good. So I got 120 calories per serving, and serving size is one ounce. There's 15 servings. I don't know how much one ounce of this is. Maybe one? But we're going to find out. I'm going to eat it right now. It tastes as it should. It tastes like a beef stick. It's smoky. It's good. All right. So I highly recommend, for your stocking stuffing pleasure, you stuff your sausage into a stocking. That's my recommendation. Stuff your, stuff your sausage in a stocking. Mrs. Claus would appreciate your sausage. That's it. Old Trapper. Website is oldtrapper.com. And you can find them anywhere you find your meat sticks. Back to the show.
1: What are you gonna do? It. While you grill it, while you're blacking it in the it, we gotta make it delicious.
2: So
5: it's not for
8: fun. Let's take a look at ways to cook it, in the fish nerds in every corner.
4: All right. Got some great recipes there and all kinds of great recipes going on at holiday time. Let's listen to Jeff Donaldson talk about this pit boss pellet smoker that he absolutely loves and highly recommends.
6: What's up, nerds? It's Jeff, the and librarian here, and uh, I want to share a product recommendation for you. Uh, I have been smoking a lot of fish lately. You may have remembered back on the Miso Black Cod recipe I gave that I used a pellet grill to do this. And specifically, I used one that's made by the company called Pit Boss, and it's called the Country Smokers Traveler Tabletop Pellet Grill. And this thing was gifted to me by a co-worker who was upgrading his uh, RVs a lot, and he had this thing with his RV, and he was getting a little bit bigger one. And he said, hey, I got this pellet grill. Would you like it? And I said, sure, how much? And he said, nothing. And I said, amazing. Yes, I like that price. I will take it home. And from day one, I realized, oh my gosh, this thing's amazing. Where has this thing been all my life? Now, I live in the Kansas City area, grew up here, and we take barbecue pretty seriously around here. And this thing, these things are a shortcut to great barbecue. Consequently, a lot of the serious barbecue head type people around here, not real fond of them because, frankly, it makes it really, really easy and it demystifies a lot of the process. But, you know, for those of us who um, are just looking to make dinner and we're not trying to win any barbecue competitions, I think this is these type things are really, really great. And I think this one in particular is really great because it's not very big. So it is only about... 24 by 17 by 13 inches. It truly is a tabletop pellet grill. Um, It weighs about 40 pounds, so you can transport it pretty easily. Um, And the way it works is, is it's got a little hopper. You put these pellets in it. They look like rabbit food, frankly, but they're made out of, uh, out of whatever kind of wood you want to be producing the flavor. And it feeds them in via a little auger mechanism. There's a fan that kind of controls the heat, And it goes through kind of what I would call like heat cycles that produce heat. Then they go through smoke cycles, which produce smoke. And so you set the temperature of what you want it to be in there. And then you just basically walk away from it. Now, you have to stay. It takes a little while to stabilize. So you start it up. It takes a little while to, it'll usually overshoot and then come back down. And then... It will. You, you got to give it a good fifteen minutes to get stabilized, but then once it does, you put your put your meat in there with the temperature probe in it, and then you just you can like really kind of hands off at this point. Don't need to be opening it all the time because that changes the temperature. But so what I do is I use a Bluetooth temperature probe that allows me to not have to open the thing to know what the temperature of the meat is. And then I just set a target temperature that it will alert me on my phone when it hits that, gets near that temperature or or surpasses it. And then, you know, I mean, every once in a while you have to, like, say you have to open it up and spray it with something to keep it from drying out or anything like that. But I have since I've cooked the miso black cod in there, I've smoked a ton of salmon in it. I got a really, really, really good price on some. Uh, wild-caught sockeye salmon a while back and so I just laid up a huge supply of that and then I smoked it uh, king salmon I've done rainbow trout that I caught and so all these things have turned out just really really well and I you know I just kind of say that because it's so set it and forget it you're not likely to overshoot you're not likely to draw it dry things out the temperature stays what you want it to be, so uh, this thing is not super expensive. It's only 180 bucks or so, so and it it's big enough that you could put. I got five whole rainbow trout heads on on the grill. So the cooking surface is 256 square inches. So you know you're not going to be cooking a whole giant racks of ribs or five briskets at a time or whatever. Although you can fit one. I I wouldn't say a whole brisket in there. It's a little big, but you could cut a brisket in half and put it, and do it in there. But, yeah, so, and I've smoked everything in here now. I've done, and not just smoke, but grill. It also grills. So you set the temperature. It can be low for smoking. It can be high for grilling. I've done steaks. I've done burgers. Um, What's really kind of an eye-opener has been vegetables. So, like, instead of roasting say like potatoes in an onion or an onion in an oven roast them in the pit in the in the smoker and you know you get some of that nice smoky flavor i've done butternut squash i've done sweet potatoes so this thing's a really uh, all-around useful thing and no i'm not sponsored by pit boss i wish i was but i uh, just wanted to let everybody know that this is if you want to get into smoking fish i think this is a good way to do it because you don't have to mess with with you know constantly feeding a fire like with charcoal i sometimes feel like with charcoal it's always you either overshoot or undershoot the amount of charcoal you need Um, and or it's hard to maintain that temperature or your your cooking thing like a backyard kind of like kettle grills just not quite big enough to have a cold zone and a hot zone that are really separate you know and so this thing really kind of shortcuts all that stuff for you it's pretty generally useful you can cook you know, you can cook steaks on it. You can do whatever you want. But, man, for smoking fish, I think the thing's just about perfect. And for most of us who aren't doing a huge amounts at any one time, I think you're really going to like it. So this is Jeff Theffin, Librarian, with a little culinary segment here for you. And, again, the product is the Country Smokers Traveler Tabletop Pellet Grill. Uh, go look one up. And if you're looking to smoke some fish or just about anything else, I think you'll be happy with it. This is Jeff Theffin, Librarian, out. Hey, buddy guess who came
4: flying into the studios last night was it uh
3: Krampus not Krampus no was it uh that's all I can think of
4: <laughs> what else well, is there <laughs> it was Santa Todd oh my you goodness know? that explains all the jingle bell sounds in the background that's right the jingle bell sounds and um he is one of Santa's official helpers he has a pipeline straight to the man and We got together with our own Rosie of Rosie's Bait and Tackle and she's going to talk about stuff that she wants for Christmas and then she's going to make some recommendations for people that want to fish the way she does off the jetties and inshore in the kayak and so forth. So let's get into that and then don't stop when Rosie goes off air because I'm going to talk to her daddy about custom rods and how you can get one from Rosie's Bait and Tackle. So Hang in there. It's a two-parter. Enjoy. Hey, Fish Nerd Nation. This is Crappy Hippie, your tree-hugging redneck, and I'm sitting here in Glasswater Studios, so stoked and excited because I got Rosie in the studio, and coming in on his flying kayak just a few minutes ago, we have Santa Todd. And (laughs) I I asked Santa's special helper, Santa Todd, you know, I I can't, I've, I've applied to be a special helper. I don't know how many times he applied one time. He instantly got the job. I don't know what the deal is there. Uh, but, uh, I've got a special guy with a direct link to Santa here. And, uh, I was, I, I was told by your folks that you had some things you wanted for Christmas and you had a few things that, uh, you think other kids might want for Christmas. So you know what? I'm going to put you and Santa Todd together, you guys. Talk that over and tell us what's going on there.
9: Okay. The three things for fishing I want for Christmas would be some new waders, a dog walker, and uh Your dream fishing charter. Oh, and a tuna fishing charter. And not just any old waders. What kind of waders? I want some... Girl
7: stocking waiters.
5: <laughs> so so I'm a little confused. So you, you want the waiters I get, the tuna trip I get, um, a dog walker? Is this like a fish that walks a dog or the dog? Walks <laughs> a fish? Yeah. Or a man that walks a fish.
9: You put the dog
5: in the waiters and then you go for I'm confused about the whole dog walker
9: thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a top bar
5: lure. <laughs> oh, yeah. so there's not actually a dog. No. It's like, walk yes. the dog.
9: Oh, I wish. I
5: hmm. Okay, now I, now I understand. Because I luckily, with the direct line to the North Pole, I had almost ordered you a puppy. So I'm going to go on that. I'm yes, gonna, gonna yes. We're saying okay.
1: yes. Dad's saying
9: no. No, uh, saying
5: no <laughs> puppy. Landlord might say no. Yes, dog walker. Okay, <laughs> I, I understand. Is there a particular type of dog walker?
9: i Um... No. Are you fresh or solar? Uh, water, of course. And okay. the color, I think the color should be maybe we could try to find a rose gold one.
5: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, rose gold. <laughs> yeah. Only you, like you couldn't just have like red or yellow. You have to have like rose <laughs> gold. I see. Yes. Well it I'm is gonna- a Color okay. Well, I think for Christmas, I'm gonna need a new pen by the time I get done with this list. Okay, so rose gold. Okay, I'll pass that along. And this is a saltwater lure. Yep, and waiters, we're looking for yep. stocking foot. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. Any particular thickness winter, three season, two season, one season, three season, three season. So now, ex- tell me more. So you want to do a you want to do a, a tuna charter trip?
9: Yep, it's been my dream almost my entire life. And wait, well, wait, also hold on. on, on, on. you on a fishing trip.
5: Your Entire life? Car. You're like four years old. How old are you? Wait, uh, what do you mean your entire I'm life? Five. How old are you?
9: He's five.
5: Oh, oh, you're five. I see. So that's a long time. <laughs> that's that's a long time to want. I understand. Sure. And and Rosie, how old are you?
9: Uh, nine. <laughs>
5: nine. So. There's a combined fourteen years of waiting here. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's okay. I get it. And is there some place you want to go on this tuna trip? Inshore, offshore, Scarborough Maybe Beach.
9: Offshore, yeah, the offshore find the giant tuna.
5: Oh, now it's a giant tuna.
0: Oh, she wants the bluefin. She she doesn't do anything halfway. It's got to be you know world record or nothing at all.
5: I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> or so. a
9: yellowfin.
5: Oh, oh yeah. we have a vote for yellowfin. <laughs>
4: <Tape.
9: hard> <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right all right i gotta jump uh, in here I gotta and- jump in here real real uh quick i got some suggestions here uh as far as the waiters what brand Are we talking sims we're gonna go all the way with that want some sims waiters yeah buy
0: buy it once or uh, buy once that's right year. buy
4: once and of course you're getting Amen. stocking foot so you got to have a class pair of boots to go with those uh what yeah. color boots you want
0: what
9: what color boots do you like? Ooh, uh, Muddy Girl color, which is uh, pink camo, purple color.
5: I
4: don't know. Oh, that's <laughs> devastation. Okay. That's Please. awesome. If they got them, uh, we're going to yeah. have
5: to get them, right? <laughs> I'm not, sorry, you... John. John, can we back up a step here? Is sure. Muddy Girl actually a color? <laughs> it is I'm now. Terribly yeah. hip. I know i know. not terribly hip. I know I'm not
4: all that hip, but is
5: Muddy Girl a color?
9: I think so, yeah
4: muddy
9: girl camo yeah
4: muddy girl camo i don't know i i haven't had a nine-year-old girl in my life for a long time she's she's 29 right now um okay we're gonna we're gonna but then that then the dog walker you were talking to the absolute poster poster man poster boy for the shimano splash walk you're a good man yes sir i I think he can set you up with one of those no problem no problem we need nice. to have a
5: conversation at the North Pole about a Shimano Splash Walk. Probably the, one of the greatest, if I had to rate five lures in my life that have had an impact on my fishing, the Shimano Splash Walk is right up there in the top five. Absolutely. Huh. Way
9: and, uh, cool. I might try that one.
5: We can. Uh, I, I'll put in a good word for you up at the North Pole. I think we can make something happen there because they are a game changer of a lure. Absolutely.
4: Nice. Wow. And then in, in the last comment I'm going to make. Uh, I know you all follow uh the Woman Angler and Adventurer podcast. Uh, so yep. maybe we're thinking that yeah, that Miss captain Andy. that runs those wicked tuna charters. Oh, uh, there you go. I, oh. Her name escapes me right now, but uh, oh, oh Miss I, Leah I, I, and I,
9: Miss Michelle.
4: Yep, yeah. yeah, okay. So, Miss Michelle, we're gonna maybe uh, we're gonna have to get a note off to her, see what we can do oh, about that. That
9: would be really cool,
4: Banana. yeah. Banana, Alrighty so- Let's keep this moving. I want to know what you recommend. You got a, you got a, a, a nine-year-old fisher out there, and they're like, "Hey, Rosie, I'm, i I want to fish like you. I want to fish off the rocks. I want to fish off the jetties. I want to visit the freshwater ponds. Whatever. Every now and then, the way you do. Uh, what, what would you, what would you suggest? I ask Santa Todd for some, some presents here.
9: I would recommend a strong rod, a nice rod, a custom Rosie's rod
5: well done well, well done with the product placement right out of the gate well
9: done um a uh, nice strong leader and if i had to pick one lure for a starter i would start with an epoxy jig
4: i love it i love don't you love it sanatana she talks about these epoxy <laughs> jigs all the time man i mean she gets her uh she gets her uh what of those flatfish called the flounders yeah the the flounders, yes. the tog, she's, she's a, look, she's after my own heart, baby. Cause I am a jig fishing fool. All right. <laughs> and, uh, that, that's where it's at for me too. God, I gotta love that choice. epoxy jig. All right. Well, yeah. listen, Rosie, thank you very much for coming in and talking this over with us and, uh, getting this guy, another thing to do because he was almost out of things to do. And, uh, and
5: I understand hey, now hey, that John, John, yes, can I
4: add something real quick? Of course,
5: I have to say, in, in light of the first request for a strong rod, I am the I'm the very proud owner of a American beauty rod made from that very famous Rosie um, girl right there. And it is a phenomenal rod and it has proved to be strong and tough and it has lasted a long time. And I have caught some seriously big fish on my American beauty rod. So mm. I completely concur from the frozy confines of. The North Pole, you must have a strong rod, and I love that American Beauty rod.
4: Well, the proof is in the pictures. I've seen some of those honking stripers, my friend, and obviously that is a good stick. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, young ones. I am going to talk to your dad here real quick, and uh, then we'll let you guys go get some dinner or whatever you guys need to do this evening. Hugh, you all build those custom rods. You build those custom rods. Now, let's say I want a custom rod for Christmas. Is there still time? You know,
0: we we could put a rush on it, but it all depends on what we have in stock and what you're looking for. I mean, we have uh, a couple of decent blanks in stock, but um, we do have an account with Black Hole USA and they're not too far away. So they could probably uh, get the blank we need. It's all a matter of just how complicated you want it. And then, you know, if need be, we can always overnight it. So I'm not going to say no. It would be a bit of a challenge, but at the same time, you know, we are willing to do everything we can to make customers happy.
4: Well, that's that's great. But, you know, let's say I'm all right. Well, maybe that's cutting it a little fine. So is there a way I could get a gift certificate and get you with the man himself and the business and the the young lady herself and you guys take over from there? Because like if I was buying a rod, I don't know anything about it. I I would be like, you got to talk to Hugh get the specs, get it the way you want it. So how do we get in touch with you? How, what's the process of getting a custom rod from Rosie's Bait and Tackle?
0: Absolutely. So the easiest way is to contact us either through our Instagram or um, our email address, uh, Instagram, rosies underscore bait and tackle or Tackle at gmail.com. We prefer to do a pretty significant consultation at first before we start throwing things together. And a lot of that is, you know, Rosie joins in on the conversation, finds out about your favorite things, your favorite colors she's the marbling master when it comes to the rod builds and she's great at coordinating the colors and design pieces so it's it's a lot of back and forth conversation to make sure that this is a truly one-of-a-kind piece long story short it's it all starts with that initial conversation
4: okay so we get into that conversation we decide what we want you're talking a show-off rod a very custom not only a great action a great uh, feel Uh, which which Santa Todd has has, has endorsed you many times on that count, but also great look to the rods. You want one that matches your fishing hat? You want one that matches your eyes? You want one that matches your favorite jacket? You're going to give us a rod with some bling, with some design that makes it truly a -a one-of-a-kind stick. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. We yeah, can you make it
0: as simple or as complicated as you want, but you know, if you're gonna get a custom rod, might might as well kind of go all out with it if you can.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, what <laughs> what price ranges? We're we're talking a stick similar to the one Todd has. What would that stick run? Let's. That's a fair question, and, and
0: not to give you a vague answer but it it really depends on what blank you want and then of course yeah i mean because i mean we can start it we can keep it within a pretty decent budget and still give you a quality rod but we have accounts with rod geeks which is actually they use some of the st croix blanks and black hole usa so those you're getting into your little bit more premium names there but we also do some really good solid budget builds so it can be as low as 150 ish but it can run as high as you're willing to go with the quality and the extra details you want
4: well that is fantastic i'm glad to hear that name st croix because we are big on st croix rods and rod blanks but i'm sure my friend the professor listening to this he's a rod builder i'm sure he knows every single blank every kind of thing you're talking Mm -hmm. about right now so basically guy like me that likes to get his equipment out of the trash can or at garage sales, I'm not I'm not much fun for y'all. So I'm going to be wanting that low end. When you get into that skies to limit country and you really want to give a beautiful once of a lifetime gift that is going to be remembered and is going to be used and is going to be appreciated for generations, you are all over that action. I take it.
0: We both like to be creative. Rosie has some amazing ideas that I think need to
4: be shared with the world. But at the
0: same time, you know, Rosie's mom, my, my darling wife, she doesn't like too crazy, too flashy. Just something that's got some character to it, but it doesn't. It doesn't have to be over the top. Is that, is that a fair statement?
9: Yeah. And I have yeah. to say, one of my favorite builds was when we did, or this year actually, we did a fundraising build for the kids 4-H club here. They did a silent auction, and we just took a rod that we had laying around, we had picked up at a thrift store, and we just stripped it down and did a custom build on it. And I have to say that, like you were saying, people are looking for something that is going to last. It's going to be years of fun and memories. And that's what we did with that rod. So we can do just about anything with any rod out there and make it something that you'll love, that your kids will love.
4: Okay, guys, Santa Todd, final words? Mm -hmm. Two words worth Mm -hmm. every penny. Okay, worth every penny. That's two words words for Santa (laughs) Todd. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. We don't need a mathematician. We need we need a we need a pipeline. All right, Rosie. Final words.
9: My final words are flying kayak, tuna reindeer.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I love
0: it. I love it. I love
4: it. it. (laughs) All right, folks. We are gonna get on out of here. Thanks for coming in tonight. And of course, Santa Todd flying in on your kayak with some tuna. Uh reindeer. I, I'm picturing that right now. Rosie, I'm at Rosie Rosie and Rex. We're gonna need some pictures of those tuna reindeer. All right, when you get a chance. All right? all right,
2: yeah. all right.
4: all righty, everybody. This is Crappy Hippie, your tree hugging redneck from eastern <laughs> Kansas with a lot of fun here with some friends. Thank you all for listening in. And we will talk to you soon.
9: Merry Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas. Awesome.
3: Well, wasn't that just cute as ever? It always is, always is. I, you know, I've got to make myself my way down to Rosie and meet the, that family in person.
4: Yes, the Clifton's are a wonderful family, and I hope to keep them involved in the show because they're an awful lot of fun, and they're total fish nerd material. No surprise there, they're such good friends with our correspondent, Todd Correa, the fish rap writer. And speaking of, Todd Correa, the fish rap writer... He's got some great presents, some great reviews. I corralled him in. He he reviews products two, three times, four times a year. Uh, But I said, you know, I just want some stuff for Christmas. Give me your best. And he brought in his very best because the first review is going to be from his beautiful wife, Allison Correa, who loves this certain brand of deck boot that is made for the ladies. Let's start out with that. But hang in there because I'll have Todd talking about some more incredible gift ideas. Hey, everybody, it's Crappie Hippie, and we are back, 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 back. We let the family go, and I've got the man himself here to myself in Glasswater Studios, and our good friend and correspondent, Todd Correa, the fish wrap writer, is here with some product recommendations for your Christmas <laughs> list for that fisher, that angler, that outdoor person on your list. Todd I don't have much to contribute here tonight. I'm going to let you run like a wild gazelle through this recording and uh, maybe cut in with a question here and there, but by and large, tell us about some of these wonderful products that you think people ought to look into for Christmas.
5: Well, first of all, thank you for the introduction. I don't think I've, I recall ever being introduced as a wild gazelle, but I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> I feel like I've gained some weight lately, but then you know, I'll take the gazelle thing. Thank you. So. Uh, Every year, Fishwrap does uh, a series of gear and gift guides, and the most popular is for the holidays, obviously. So people looking to buy a gift for themselves or for someone else. So this has been a really popular edition over the years. The word cool gets used a little too much in my column because a lot of the stuff I'm very fortunate to get to review is really, really cool. It's really inventive. There's some really clever people that design gear that kind of put on a pair of boots and say, these things suck. I need to fix this. And they fix them, and they create these really cool products. So I have to say, I'm right out of the gate. I'm going to mention the Oru 12 foot Beach LT Sport Folding Kayak. This is a kayak that's one piece of, well, it's actually two skins, two uh, two pieces laminated together of five millimeter polypropylene. Before I get too geeky, picture picture origami, one sheet of paper, and I say, Hey John, make me a boat. Here's a piece of paper, and you say, This is stupid. It's never going to work. And you figure it out, and it works, and it floats, and it's cool. And it's got rod holders (laughs) and it holds gear. So I started talking to these people at the Oru company. I tried this 12-foot kayak and I was really apprehensive. I said, no, man, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I live in my kayak. I love my kayak. I understand my kayak. I know how my kayak works and how it doesn't want to work. And I was really hesitant to get involved in this thing, but I did. And this Oru kayak is the coolest thing. You have to remember that it's overly designed. It's probably like an MIT project or something, but if you understand that they've already thought of everything, it takes you... On the first try, it'll... Well, my friend Bob Boucher, one of the only people in the world I know that caught a thousand largemouth bass in one year, he and I, it took us two beers and about 30 minutes. So we we finally figured it out because once we got over ourselves, once you understand that they've already thought of everything, it all pops open and the seat goes in and the straps go on and like 20 minutes later, you're in a 12-foot kayak. And then when you want to take it apart and disassemble it, it's all one piece and it all goes back together. And it fits in basically the size of a big briefcase. Picture George Jetson getting in from work, going home, and his car folds up into a briefcase. That's it. It all does fit into basically a big briefcase. And it fits in a backpack. And it's phenomenal. And last weekend, I'm here in Rhode Island. It's cold. It's rainy. It's kind of lousy. It's the first week of December. And myself and a couple other guys took it down the Blackstone River and i camped for the weekend in this boat and it held all my gear and i got to fish from it and it was phenomenal and when we had to portage over one of the old colonial era dams which was tough for a bunch of old <laughs> older guys with a lot of gear and a lot of bags and stuff i was getting made fun of for being the guy in the cardboard kayak because i just picked mine up <laughs> and carried it over the dam cuz the thing only weighs 28 pounds empty so I would definitely say a highlight of this year for the fish wrap holiday gear and gift guide is the Oru 12 foot beach LT sport folding kayak. Uh, Go to Oru kayak.com. It is, it is really one of the coolest inventions I've ever seen. And when you take it out and you paddle it around and you go to put it back and you can't fold it back up. If you stop for a second and get over yourself and look down, there's a little orange arrow that points to a little orange bullseye and you push them together and the whole thing goes back together and you put the top on and you walk away. It's it's like the coolest thing, especially if you're you know an adventurer, you want to go up in the mountains or something where you can't obviously take a boat or a, or a traditional kayak or canoe or something. You can't take the weight. It's 28 pounds if it's in a backpack. So I'm a huge fan and I'm a re- I am was a reluctant agreeer to this program and now I'm a huge fan. So um,
4: was, that clear? was that clear enough, John? I love it. I love it. I love it. I saw you putting this thing, you know, doing this thing on YouTube. Uh, I have the same reservations about these these portable things, these assembled things. There seems to be always a catch somewhere. It, it, it's not as strong. It's not as reliable. It's not as this. It's not as that. But this this is an amazing thing. This thing will fit in a, the trunk of a car. This will fit in the back seat of a compact car. This will fit behind your truck seat. Uh, they say you can even get it into an overhead compartment on an airplane. I mean, there was the pocket fisherman, and now there is the okay. Oru kayak because you can be driving along and all of a sudden say, hey, baby, there's there's a public access pond right there. You can pull over on the on the turnout, and you can be down there fishing out of a boat, not wishing you could get out to that one spot, not wishing you could get across to the other side. You can do it with this thing. I am stoked. Now, this is Oru, R-O-U, Oru Kayaks. Todd said uh, everything about it. I'm not going to go on any more about it, but uh, if all my dreams come true, I'm going to have one of these one day uh todd tell us what kind of price range we're looking at here so the the lt sport is full retail about 1500
5: bucks which considering where kayaks have gone the last few years is is a bargain um uh, there's a lot of holiday specials right now there's a lot of stuff for christmas and whatnot so there's all kinds of deals and specials but i i would have to say you know if you're looking at a lot a, 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 no disrespect a larger named branded kayak they're two three four thousand bucks now And what, you know, when we launched, we were on the Blackstone River, which is a very industrial river. We parked in the parking lot and everybody kind of gathered up their gear and they put in their kayaks and then they had to trudge them down on wheels and then carry them down to the shore because it's all rocky and bony from all the colonial mills. I I just carried mine down on my shoulder and I got down to the shore and I opened it, it popped the damn thing open and I put my sleeping bag in it and away we went. So even if you think the price tag is prohibitive, which I don't think it is there are lots of benefits that will make you easily pay the money to have a boat that is as useful and as fun and as safe and as stable. And as you know, John, I'm a huge kayak fisherman. Like that's where I make my living. I, you know, I'm in a kayak. It tracks straight. It feels straight. It feels stable. And I'm now once reluctant now a huge supporter.
4: Well, that is fantastic. And I actually went to the website and looked at their selection of kayaks and they start off around, Oh, six and a half bucks for a small one. And then they go on up from there. No, $1,500 for a brand new boat. That'll get you where you want to be and do all the things that this one does is fantastic. All right. Oru kayaks, everybody. R-O-U. Oru kayaks. Hey, Todd, where'd you go? He bailed out on me. Oh, a much, much nicer uh, uh, replacement to look upon. Todd's wife, Allison, is in here to tell us about some really killer boots for ladies. Allison. The mic is yours. Tell us all about these boots.
8: Hi there. So I was pretty psyched I got to try out the Extra Tough Women's Salmon Sisters 6-inch ankle deck boot, and I actually love them to walk my dog. Like, they're probably good for absolutely anything, but I'm the one that gets to walk the dog every morning, and it, it rains a lot. So they are really fantastic. They're super comfortable. They are supportive, and they look kind of like... I describe them as a mullet. They're kind of business in the front, but they're super fun in the back, and they have this great fish design. Um, the scales and tails print is what I uh, I got, and I highly recommend them.
4: Well, there is nothing better than a comfortable boot, and we always like to hear about gear for ladies because a lot of time gear for ladies is just a man's thing that's been sized down uh, and 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 painted pink, as my friend Anna. Uh, on ice on a Bailey uh, tells me and it's true so uh, we are way in with Angie Scott from the woman angler and adventurer podcast and she is always looking for products like this I know a lot of ladies in my life looking for products like this so one more time Tell me the company. Tell me the brand. Tell me what we're talking about so that somebody can go out and get these ordered for Christmas.
8: Okay, I have to tell you they're not pink because I don't like pink either. They're fantastic. They're the Extra Tough Women's Salmon Sisters 6-inch ankle deck boot. And the claim is they're Alaska proven but built for all. And living in Rhode Island, I can support that they're built for all. The smallest state and the biggest state. I highly recommend them. They're fantastic.
4: Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and doing that review for us. I sure appreciate it. And you are welcome back anytime you come across a product that you embrace uh, so enthusiastically as this one. So, we thank will talk you. to you soon. It was great Very to meet kind. you, Alice. Merry Christmas to you. My
8: pleasure. Merry Christmas. Thank you.
4: All right. What what you got next for us, my brother? So, uh,
5: one of the one of the companies I've had great success with over the years is Northland Fishing Tackle. Uh, they seem to make some really excellent, really smart, innovative Mostly freshwater lures, diving crankbaits, semi-floating, semi, semi floating, you know, just below the surface. Um, I, I spend a fair amount of time in Maine fishing. And when I make the drive, which is, you know, where I go is, is quite a ways, you don't know what you're going to get. So maybe it's going to rain and the fish are down deep, or maybe it's really hot and the fish are in cool, uh, shady spaces near trees. Northland fishing tackle, I've always had great luck with getting the right lures to get in the right spot based on the conditions that I get. So this year they have these things called cabin kits, which is really clever. They throw a bunch of lures in. There's 10 targeted lures. You know, you might get some balsa crankbaits, some bobbers, some plastics. You might get some uh, dressed jig heads. They make them to a whole bunch of different varieties. Like if you want to go panfish, you want to go largemouth, they uh, walleyes, they make a bunch of different cabin kits. And I think that the Northland Fishing Tackle Panfish Lure Kit, it's a pretty cool gift to someone You know, if you want to get that right, gift for someone where it gives them a variety of products for a pretty marginal price, big supporter. And it's a big
4: part of our gear guide this year. Well, you're being awful brave, man, because, you know, Tim is listening. I'm sitting here. We are total panfish heads. So (laughs) clearly this must be a good kid or you wouldn't even be bringing it up here. No. And I, you know, I I don't
5: I don't need to support anybody if I don't fully believe in their products. And I've had nothing but good luck with Northland Tackle. Uh, I remember two years ago, I was up in Lincoln, Maine, far Northern Maine, and it rained and it rained and it rained. And it was just, you know, I I mean, I still went fishing. I still put my kayak in, you're up there, you got to do it. And it was just lousy conditions. And they made a crankbait that sits about two feet below the water. And that was the money. That was the money lure because the bass were feeding but they weren't on the bottom and they didn't want to be up on top where all the rain was crashing and they were just a few feet below the surface so i have no problem supporting northland tackle they've they've done uh everything i've used from them has been top notch
4: so that is northland tackle cabin kits sounds <laughs> like the cabin a kits northland tackle cabin kits we're gonna put that on the christmas list sounds like a fantastic gift you know because i'm always looking for the non-fisher that has the misfortune to fall in love with a fisher Mm-hmm. and uh that is where i'm at much
5: like the woman you just spoke to a couple minutes ago
4: yes okay so we know <laughs> they, they they love us they want to get us something but they don't know which way to go with it well this sounds like an ideal gift okay what you got next bro so another another
5: company that i've dealt with for several years and i've had nothing but um nothing but success with and a couple of years ago diowa came out with a, a line of reels called the saltus and i own several of them and i uh, and I'll, with the caveat that no matter how late I fish, and mostly I fish in salt water, no matter how late I fish or what the conditions are or or what my condition is, <laughs> I always wash my gear. And the Saltis have proved to be very, very reliable reels over years of hard use. And now they have the Revoce line, so I tried the Revoce LT twenty five hundred, which is um, LT is light but tough. You know, this is not um, Rosie wants to go on a tuna fishing trip. The the Revers is not meant for going on that tuna fishing trip. It's a it's a pretty small but really well designed, really well balanced four ball bearings, one roller bearing. It's a five point three to one retrieve. It's a very compact reel, but in typical Daiwa style, it's very neat. It's very efficient. It's very quiet and smooth. It's very you know it's handsome. It's not a you know it's a it's good looking. You know, it runs about fifty bucks, which is certainly affordable. And I decided that uh, when I when I got one from from Dio, I decided to not put in fresh water. I decided to abuse the hell out of it. And uh, my friend Greg and I went squid fishing. So I it was only a week or two ago. Cold water, lousy conditions, and I filled it full of salt water catching squid. And it was quiet. It was sweet. It was easy to reel. It was effective. The drag is nice. So because with squid you got to keep the you know you got to keep moving or else they they wiggle off. And I think I had eight, I think I had eight pound j Braid, maybe, maybe 10 pound j Braid in there. And, uh, they were, it worked phenomenally. So the new Daiwa Reverose LT 2500, they go from a thousand to 5,000, I believe in the series. And what I thought the 2500 was best for, you know, to keep the price point low. You want to give a gift to somebody, you want to buy yourself a little something extra. It's about 50 bucks, which is, which is manageable. So, um, big fan, big fan of the new Daiwa Reverose LT 2500.
4: All right, I'm going to give you, you're going to pick about one more, bud. You get one more. Okay, watch watch while I turn one more
5: into a couple more. Okay. Wait, wait. Um, <laughs> I read I reviewed, read and reviewed two wonderful books this year that I think all fishermen should have, especially the holidays. The Power of Positive Fishing, um, he, by a friend of mine, Michael Tugis, and his one time, uh, or his, his publisher for a while, Adam Gamble. These guys wrote this great book, The Power of Positive Fishing, And it's all about their relationship over the years, fishing as their marriages kind of came and went, businesses came and went. It's a Lion's Press book. It's $29.95. It's a really good read. And I think every time you read a couple of pages, you'll say, oh, yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah, I I remember that. Yeah, sure. That that happened to me. And also, as you and I have talked before, The the Meditative Fisherman by Brian Archer. He's an English fisherman, an English writer. He has done a phenomenal job writing a book about life as a fisherman and all the things that happen in the life part about being a fisherman. It's a a really wonderful book. It it takes a couple of times to get through it. It's a really thoughtful, considerate book, The Meditative Fisherman by Brian Archer. And because I'm still in the same sentence, I'm also going to tell you that um, a friend of mine up in Massachusetts, up in Duxbury, Mass, owns a company that makes tactical gear, lights. I've talked about APALs before, these LED lights. He's come out with a new 410 lumen tactical blue dot flashlight. It's 160 bucks. And at Christmas, it's on sale for $60.
4: And this is a really whoa, 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 wait, 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 say that again. I can't, I can't can't get my head around it.
5: (laughs) I had you at bargain, didn't I?
4: (laughs) Yes, you did. Because I'm like, that is cool as hell. I want one, but I can't afford that. Now I can. Uh, Bright
5: Strike is the name of the company. And I will tell you right now, as an avid kayak fisherman and a 12 month a year kayak fisherman, uh, bright strike makes a thing called a pals these little led lights that clip on they're crush proof they're waterproof whatever we could do a whole segment on those i will not go fishing on any boat at any time without a handful of bright strike a pals now he's come out with this tactical blue dot flashlight it is cool as hell if i'm allowed to say hell it's cool as hell it's uh it's a ballistic light you know it's it's um it's aluminum it's cnc machined aluminum it's got like this reversed clip so you don't lose it it's got a little um it's got a belt pack it's got an easy button. It's $159.99. It's worth every dime. And right now it's about, it's on sale for like $59. Bucks. So if you're looking for the perfect stocking stuff or for something that lasts, it's an American company. They do a hell of a good job. And I am a big supporter of Bright Strike products. Um, it's BrightStrike.com. And their new product is the Tactical Blue Dot Flashlight.
4: Well, so. I th- nothing says I love you more than a piece of equipment (laughs) that could save your life so after all the doubt and after all the the things that go on in a relationship a friendship a marriage whatever you have going on or just you know how you you feel about yourself something that's cool and appeals to the kid in you on top of the fact that it's handy as heck so you can get things done on top of the fact that it could save your freaking life amen this sounds like just such a wonderful gift all right, you've given me three lousy minutes to do my product, man. <laughs> you have all the cool stuff, all right, but I got I got the bargain product. I got a great stocking stuffer for everybody. This was sent in by our own Tim Beat. Well, you know Tim Beat because you're the president of the Tim Beat Fan Club, and uh, you have proudly giant, uh,
7: proudly I, the president.
4: Yes, yes, you are, and the CEO, and the whole bit. And I I'm sitting here watching, and I see that giant portrait of Tim Beat behind you autographed in crayon, and uh, it's uh, a, a wonderful thing. Well, he sent this in, and and we're Z-Man junkies. You know, Tim and I are total Z-Man junkies. We love this bait company. We love their base. Yeah. We love their designs. We love the fact that they're made with elastomer plastic, which is very tough yet soft. But that is a problem for people, Todd. Have you ever tried to rig or stick a a click weight or a click capsule with the beads inside a Z-Man bait?
5: I did, and I had to use my bright strike lumen tactical
4: blue dot flashlight to find my way. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, man, you gotta carry your, you know, you gotta carry some separate tool of pro or this or that. I mean, because these baits are tough. Well, they've come yeah. out with the rattlesnaker, and the rattlesnaker is a, a basically a hypo for injecting the good stuff into a Z man bait. So if you're a person that um uh, likes to have those rattles in there and their little tube, their little plastic, plastic little capsule. This thing comes with 10 capsules in the handle. So it stores the little rattles. It allows you to inject them right in there. It comes with a nice safety thing for the tip because this is a very sharp hypodermic type uh, looking thing. Uh, you want to be careful. You can also do the little mini weights and so on to help you stick, insert weights into Z-Man. And this is important because elastomer plastic is one of the most buoyant things you're going to fish with so if you want to turn this floating plastic into a slow descending type situation you can stick whatever you want in there and have that drop rate just being right where you want it uh to get you know you know how the proper drop weight it can just drive a fish nuts if it's too slow or floating on the top they don't want to come up and hit it it's just like the situation you described here a minute ago you know they're in that mid column and or they're on the bottom but they're looking up and uh you know bass bass that's that's guarding a bed uh is an example but there's many many other situations and with crappie 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 love to come up and hit a bait from below there's lots of fish that like to do this and so with this thing you can get the proper amount of internal weights Uh, If you don't want to have a head-down presentation, you want a real, you know, with a jig head or or something that's descending in in that wise, and and you can't sit straight above to get that vertical, this way you can just throw that bait out and have it descend at the rate you want, and that rattlesnake will help you get the right weights in there to be able to do that. So the rattlesnaker from Z-Man.
5: And how much is this? What does this thing cost?
4: I think, you know, they're right at seven bucks, six, seven, eight bucks right in there. I mean, All day long all day long baby all day long all righty well this has been words worth yeah. every penny <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all over it we're we're doing the good stuff that's all we do around here um well listen fish Rap rider we sure appreciate you coming in tonight and uh, we will look forward to hearing from you again soon thank you my friend good to talk
5: to you see you john
4: see you buddy All right, dude, what did you think of that Oru kayak? I mean, I swear, a portable kayak that is actually worth a darn. Can I've seen I've seen
3: similar ones and they all seem a bit hard to put together. This one sounds
4: really cool. Yeah, well, you know, Todd can put it together while he's drinking. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but he has a video on YouTube. Look up Fish Rap Rider on YouTube and he 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 throws it together and, and paddles away. But uh yeah, he you know well you heard it he was reluctant to look at this because they just very reluctant he's a hardcore kayaker he's got a serious pair of kayaks and uh i i'm sold i'm sold i want one i want one i can you know just have in the trunk of the car I right mean, you know easy, to, easy but, to manage that way so easy to manage okay um we are about out of time i think
3: we are about out of time i i have uh I do want to send out Christmas greetings and holiday greetings to all the listeners who have uh, been with us this year for 2023. It's been an interesting podcast-changing year. John, you've come on as as my official co-host, and I couldn't be happier about that. It really made a big difference in keeping the show going. And uh, we look forward to seeing what's going to happen next. I have no idea, but you're going to hopefully see some show growth. So I think the best thing listeners can give their friends for Christmas this year or holiday this year is give them a free subscription to the fishbert First Nerds podcast.
7: <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> all you got to do
3: is send them a link and say, hey, have you checked out my favorite podcast? And, and what we need, because what we need, John, and I've said this before, is we need 5,000 listeners per episode. That's, That's the magic we number for sustainability. The magic number. Yeah, and we've been sustain- – we're not sustainable. We, we we spend money to make this go every year, um, but it, you know, it does cost money to produce this podcast every week. And we about break even, maybe lose a little bit of money every month, but I'd love to be able to grow it, put some money in the bank, and then do some better stuff. Like, it'd be fun to take the podcast on the road and do some traveling, but the podcast has to make money for me to do that. And I want to go to travel to see the correspondence and get back out to Kansas again. And I have people in Washington who want to fish with me, and people in Texas that want to fish with me. And John, if the money comes in, we could meet up and do more stuff. And so... Oh, yeah, yeah. We want to be, on, be podcast rich in 2024.
4: Well, it would be <laughs> wonderful. Beca- and we are going to work hard to bring you the kind of content that you like, that you want to hear, that keeps you coming back. We're doing our best to find guests of all kinds. We've got some new people. We've got our old people. We've got all kinds of people in the correspondent uh, core. Um, oh, and um, I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to take a hard 90 degrees right now. I want to do something before I forget. Rosie's got a craft show this weekend in Peacefield, elementary school in rhode island so if you're around that wakefield area there in rhode island um, get over there and check it out get on rosie's bait and tackle on instagram they're going to have posts about when it is uh, get over there It's not just rosie it's a whole co- bunch of cool stuff uh, from some cool people it's not all fishing stuff it's there's just christmas stuff but rosie's going to be there hugh's going to be there they're going to be selling rods they're going to be selling tide flies they're gonna be selling all kinds of cool stuff so if you're fun, in that
3: fun fact area john, fun fact john if you're in rhode island um you're already in that area because Rhode Island is tiny so <laughs> i knew it.
4: i knew you couldn't resist that <laughs> I, I, I i i i avoided that just for you man <laughs> set me up oh. <laughs> all right well listen you've listened to a couple of fish nerds when you should have been fishing thank you to Rosie and family, the Clifton's for coming in. Thank you to Allison Correa for coming in and helping her husband out with the reviews. Thank you to Todd Correa, the fish rap writer. And thank you to Jeff Donaldson, our fish nerd librarian, who is loves to talk cooking, loves to talk fly fishing, loves to get with me and just shoot the shoot the breeze. And we have a great time doing it. Clay, did I forget anybody? Well, let's
3: thank Wally Pleasant for our theme music. And Absolutely. the bait caster sim
4: is a bait, mysterious bait caster, mysterious bait caster <laughs> cylinder because the culinary corner, <laughs> corner is my favorite theme. It's a great. I thing. love it. I will rewind it and just listen to it two or three
3: times. Mm-hmm. So, and then, and also, big thanks, thanks for everyone for November for, for na- big, th- big thanks for everybody in November for our national podcast posting month participation. Don't forget to get us your contact information so we can send out prizes to you.
4: At crappiehippie at glasswaterangling.com. All right. Follow the code of the fish nerds. Spawn early and often. Never trust a free lunch with strings attached. And swim against the current every chance you get. You did it, John. You made a podcast. Well, heck
3: yeah. Heck yeah.
4: woo Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry
3: Christmas. All right, John. I'm going to let you get back to your day. You got a lot to do.
4: Where I do, indeed, so do you. We will talk to you soon. Peace out.
3: How about some holiday bonus content? Clay Grove's with you. John King has left the building. But uh, Grace Beat, Tim Beat's kid, sent us in uh, some really fun song here. And it's uh, I Saw All Those Fishing Santas. So a little parody for you there. And then the Crappie Hippie (laughs) took his shot at a parody song for the 12 Days of Fishmas. So we'll be playing them back-to-back here to wrap up your podcast. And this will be our last show for this season until January. Have a great new year and a happy Christmas. And thank you so much for being part of this silliness.
1: I saw crowds of fishing sand Clauses Fishing on Lake Norman just last week Sponsored by Ugly Stick, those boats full of St. Nick. They gave gifts to toys for Dots and cast Berkeley hit sticks. Then I saw all the fishing Santa Clauses catching fish when every line went tight. Look at all those Lunkers. Santa sure have class bass fishing while wearing red Tried counting all the Santa Clauses Fishing on Lake Norman just last week There can be no debate While casting their crankbaits I counted till I reached the end, 298 Then I I saw all the fishing Santa Clauses Smiling, making Christmas oh so bright Look at all those longer bass Those Santas sure have class Bass fishing while wearing Sure have class, bass fishing while wearing red.
7: On the day of Fishmas my buddy gave to me A musky duck in a lay-down tree On the second day of Fishmas my buddy gave to me Two TRDs and a musky duck in a lay-down tree On the third day of Fishmas my buddy gave to me Three hollow frogs Two TRDs And a musky duck In a lay-down tree On the fourth day of Christmas My buddy gave to me Four jitterbugs Three hollow frogs Two TRDs And a musky duck In a lay-down tree On the fifth day of Christmas My buddy gave to me Five angels. Jitterbugs, three hollow frogs, two TRDs, the musky duck in a lay-down tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, my buddy gave to me six passerinos, five angle kings, four jitterbugs, three hollow frogs, two TRDs, and a musky duck in a lay-down tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, my buddy gave to me seven panther martins, six bassorinos, five angel kings, four jitterbugs, three hollow frogs, two TRDs, and a musky duck in a lay down tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, my buddy gave to me 8 owls, goldfish, 7 panther martins, 6 bassorinos, 5 angle kings, 4 jitterbugs, 3 hollow frogs, 2 TRDs, and a musky duck in a lay-down tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my buddy gave to me 9 Berkeley hit sticks, owls goldfish seven panther martin six bassarinos five angle kings four jitter bugs three hollow frogs two trds and a musky duck in a lay down tree on the tenth day of christmas my buddy gave to me Ten muddler minnows, nine Berkeley hit sticks, eight owls goldfish, seven panther martins, six bassorinos, five anchor kings, four jitterbugs, three hollow frogs, two TRDs, and a musky duck in a lay-down tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my buddy gave to me 11 crazy crawlers 10 muddler minnows 9 berkeley hit sticks 8 owls goldfish 7 panther martins 6 Basserinos, 5 anger kings 4 jitterbugs 3 hollow frogs 2 TRDs And a musky duck In a down, tree On the twelfth day of Christmas My buddy gave to me Twelve crappy duelers, eleven crazy crawlers, ten mudler minnows, nine Berkeley hit sticks, eight owls, goldfish, seven Panther Martins, six arenos, five Anger Kings, four jitterbugs, three hollow frogs, two TRDs, and a musty dog lay down tree.